And this is moments after he had just said, uh, we deserve to die. Yeah. And she said, my kids don't. And then that happened. And it was like, but don't they? next door you know doing it talking about spooky stuff all day day. like marriage terrifying you know what's worse (laughs) in-laws yeah yep those are true Mm because you're not marrying the man you're marrying the family you may remember that oh god yeah (laughs) no i'm just kidding i'm kidding kidding. (laughs) that's good uh yeah uh we are talking about a film we are ready or not we're going to tell you what it is. It's about, we're talking about Ready or Not, which is a movie. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, and honestly, you know, it's a fun time. It It is totally just like a, ha ha, 1%, they suck. Yeah. Time. Yeah. It says a little more than that, even if not intentionally, but it, yeah. it, was, it was entertaining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think... Um, so it was, what, 2019? hmm And we actually went to a pre-screening of it. Yeah. So um, I'll have a picture here that we saw it uh, when it first came out. Uh, we went with our friend Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he didn't sit with us. No, he never does because he likes to sit right at the front so that you're, like, looking up directly at the screen. Yep, Ridiculous. that's better. Yeah. It was such a and, – and honestly, people – you might remember Jeff from our video games episode, but he actually comes to a lot of our pre-screenings for horror movies. Like, mm-hmm. he loves horror as well. He's the reason why I'm the horror Tribble. Mm-hmm. Like, he helped name me that. Uh, and so he's, like, our, you know, our other, our, like, phantom third ghoul. Mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> always you, in the, He's always Jeff. in our... <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jeff. Uh, he's in our basement. Mm-hmm. He's first in our basement. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so... This one's to you, Jeff. This one's for you. Yeah. Uh, Happy f- soon wedding. Yeah. Times. Next month. Ready or not, it's coming for you. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a lot better. I don't think you have to play games uh, in this way. But I mean, you know, marriage and all that. It's kind of a game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. It's just taxes. <laughs> yeah. Just better time. And health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good health plan. That's right. America. Not that deep. Uh, it's just a contract. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike was saying he saw this uh, tweet or article or something where someone like was listing all the reasons why they don't believe in marriage. Mm. It's like a woman. And one of the reasons was it was like, well, I'm not property. And the whole thing about marriage was like that the father would sell off the daughter mm-hmm. to the husband. Now you're the husband's Dowries. property, which is why your name changes. Right. And so it's just like, I'm not that. So I don't want to. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to keep doing that representation of that you know yeah i mean there's a long history of like why marriage is really gross specifically when i did my senior thesis in college <laughs> uh we did it about I, I wrote about basically merchant culture and like the development of capitalism in birth of that in italy mm-hmm. when they started to develop commerce and go against traditional catholicism and all that stuff um and basically in italy if you were a woman once you got married to somebody you exist now. 
Mm-hmm. You were added to their tree until you die. If you die before like an appropriate age. Yeah. One, they would kill your kids sometimes or <laughs> put your kids in orphanages. It, yeah, it depends. They don't matter now. Yeah. The, and then they would have a new wife and then your name would just be erased. Like you never existed. Yeah. Ever. But well, that's just a fun fact. Yeah. Well, think about like royalty and stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. all the women who who couldn't bear a son or whatever. And it was like not like everyone thought it was a woman's fault. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not how that works. Yep. Um, or like Science. if they had like a miscarriage and so they would be treated as if they had committed murder or something like, um, or that you're only as good as whatever pops out of your womb. Right. Like that's all you are. It's a womb machine and you cook food. Sucks. Yeah, so I understand <laughs> marriage is horrifying, yeah. uh, and and uh, this film is is fun. It when I remember when we watched it in theaters, we had a really good time. It's mm-hmm. silly. There's a lot of funny lines that uh, they throw at you, and and I remember in the first go through that it's definitely very obvious the whole like uh rich people suck mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of idea, and there was parts of it that we were just like yeah. They do. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it was really, it was, I went into this the first time. Really, I feel like we had just watched a bunch of films that were very upsetting Mm -hmm. recently to when we went to see it. And I was ready to be offended. I was ready to be like, what is wrong with this? Yeah. Tell me. I was like, I'm going for it. I need to know what's wrong with this film. I'm going to be offended at some point. (laughs) I'm waiting for it. I'm like, I'm on the edge of my seat the whole time. And nothing, like, I mean, they're like, little things here and there but like really it was just a fun time Mm -hmm. and i want it to still be a fun time for you guys like i'm not i'm not gonna ruin it just like a little bit but like yeah at the same time well yeah we're gonna you know analyze it Mm -hmm. the way that it we do but yeah it it is a good time and if you're just going in for for fun right and i think it's similar to the the three for purge films before Mm -hmm. The first purge, where it was like you would dabble in, you know, what it was trying to say, but the primary focus was to entertain and yeah. to just be fun. Yeah. And so, exactly. and like, that's totally fine, like we said. Um, but you should also, like, you know, be aware of what you're seeing and what they're telling you. And mm-hmm. so, this is definitely a film about classism. Yeah. And we have uh, our protagonist who gets married to this guy who comes from a very rich family who have, have games mm-hmm. so that's like the lodomas the, or something yeah lodomas, uh, lodomas. Yeah. yeah and they so they have all kinds of games they have board games but then they also you find out have acquired two like football teams or something mm-hmm. so it's like you know it's expanded and and it's that's looked upon as like oh i did that so i'm so powerful and great and it was mm-hmm. like you can only do, like you can only buy a whole sports team because you already have money yeah and it's like there's so many things that are like so like very very tongue-in-cheek like rich people they don't understand nothing mm-hmm. uh and that's you know it's like <laughs> that um uh the what is that show where she's like buy one ban- how much it's one banana how much does it cost ten dollars <laughs> like the um arrested development oh and how the mom like doesn't understand it and she's yes. just like just buy a banana what is it ten dollars <laughs> like they yes, just don't understand right? Right? yeah uh and <laughs> or like what paris holton when she was like do they sell walls there at walmart and it was the the <laughs> oh god yeah. she's really smart though yeah like she has they a... play. it was the 90s okay yeah it was acting persona yeah exactly and so um and i think yeah she's yeah uh but <laughs> there's a lot of that it's it's super fun and it's essentially the premise is 
Uh, tell us. Yes. What is it Ready about? or not, a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. Um, it was directed by two people, so it is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt B- Bettinelli, Open, and Tyler Gillett. Gotcha. Um, it was written by Guy Busick and R. Christopher Murray. Nice. Yeah. It was fun. You know. Uh... I'm trying to think there's some really good quotes in it there was i mean it's just really calling out rich people and you get that right away i argue it is also calling out white supremacy even if it's like i don't know these well, two it, white guys i mean i don't know they're we talked about to. it yeah in, you know one of our episodes that like race and wealth mm-hmm. are hand in hand in america yeah because we have different races here mm-hmm. <laughs> like anywhere there's like different races it seems to be like yeah they tie into each equate, other and yeah. specifically because of here capitalism was built on slavery and slavery yeah really just targeting one specific race and being really awful and gross and awful yeah um, america but yeah. uh <laughs> so yeah, it, it's easy to say there. Hand in hand. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you have this family. They are very well off. You have this girl, Grace, I believe is her mm-hmm. name. She's marrying into them. She she conveniently for plot, I assume. <laughs> um <laughs> you know, comes from no family. Like, she is a foster family. She she comes from a foster family. She, uh, she doesn't have, well, in her, she's, like, doesn't have any friends who come to the wedding. She doesn't invited anybody. She is totally just chilling her by herself. She's now there, her family. Yeah. Or at least that seems, like, kind of, like, the goal. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of get to, like, meet all these different characters. And they're definitely this, like, weird rich people royalty time where it's, like, no one is good enough for our son. Yeah. Um, and like you're the uh the one like the one aunt who's like really creepy and mm-hmm. mad and Helene. just stares at you. Um and they're all like kinda hate each other and there's all this like politics within the family. Um but at the same time there's like this allegiance to each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you kind of enter in I honestly don't remember the exact beginning, even though we watched it last week. Well, the very, very beginning is uh them is the first hide the and game. seek. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was all right. Cool. And then after that, it's the wedding day. Yeah. So you kind of get a glimpse into this weird ritual, which in this case they wore masks for this one. Yeah. And he's and, like, this is the eighties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and and you see where one brother puts the other in the closet. Yeah. To, to protect hide, him. To protect him. But then he rats out and says, "Here he is." Mm-hmm. And so he. And we see that same thing happen later. And that character sees kind of like how it is replicating. Like it happens every time kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, where it's uh, Adam Brody. I forget what his character's name is. But he was like, when he was a kid, ratted out the guy. They fa- He found him. And so they came and killed him. Uh, which is a part of the thing. <sighs> Go. <laughs> Go. Um, <laughs> so he rats him out. Is part of the the thing, and then um, he later his nephew uh, tries to shoot Grace mm-hmm. because and and he, his mom is like, why'd you do that? And he was like, I don't know. Everyone was doing it. And then she says, I'm so proud of you, which is the same thing that his mom had said to him. And this is moments after he had just said, uh, we deserve to die. Yeah. And she said, my kids don't. And then that happened, and it was like, 
but don't they? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're going to do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like this whole... So, I guess the premise, they they start with this hide-and-seek game. And mm-hmm. you kind of see this, like, loss of innocence when Adam Brody's character, like, tries to preserve his brother's innocence over his own. Mm-hmm. Understanding that they have to participate, like, in the sense that he'll get in trouble yeah. if he doesn't announce it but he doesn't want his brother to get in trouble so he's the innocent alex is the one that's in the closet like hidden from the reality of what the family is doing Mm -hmm. um and he kind of adam brody's character like weighs on himself so much that like that was his duty to protect his brother and will always be his duty to protect his brother um from like the reality of what their family is and if he has to partake in it he'll take on the force and the brunt so that Alex can get out. So, like, yeah. Alex is estranged from the family, actually gets to go live his life, yeah, whatever, um, and comes back for and this wedding. Like, Ale- uh, or Adam Brody is, like, an alcoholic because he can't live with that. Mm-hmm, because he is that. a good person. He's just, like, stuck and then also feels like he has to protect his brother and also that he had already sold his goodness like when he yelled like that he can't ever redeem himself for that yeah so he's just kind of like i am just as bad as them even if i'm aware of it yeah because he even said there's like a few lines where she's trying to kind of cater to the goodness in him Mm -hmm. and she says things like you don't want me to die you're a good person like you can help etc and he responds with like i'm not who you think i am Mm -hmm. right and that's because he doesn't believe he is that either yeah. He also has given up on himself and, and on his family, and it feels inevitable. And I think that kind of ties in directly with Alex and one of the quotes um, that you highlighted was when he talks about, like, when he finally got out, mm-hmm. it was because he had realized, like, you know, he was going along with what the family was doing, and they had to, like, sacrifice goats, right? And he was like, well you know whatever and he was like i left because it wasn't because sacrificing goats was scary it's because it had seemed normal Mm -hmm. because if your family does it and they tell you like these are people you care about this is your support system and they tell Mm -hmm. you this is okay this is allowed this is expected you have to do this then you go along with it and you believe it Mm -hmm. right because and it's all you know it's the only truth you know and so he realized that that isn't correct and so then work to leave that when he finally acknowledged it yeah and and there's like this whole kind of and as you said inevitability with Mm -hmm. it so you know when he's there he has that moment with so i feel like we're jumping that's fine around a lot but if you've watched it then you know we're talking about it's fine watch the (laughs) film then come back. We'll have a conversation yeah, yeah. about it. Um, so yeah, like when he's tied up and he's like, he's trying to be the good guy the whole time. And you kind of get the sense he's trying really hard, mm-hmm. you know, and then he's having this conversation with his mom about how like he thought it was normal and like how the reason he left is because when he realized it wasn't that it didn't sit right with him and like he knew that he had to get out to try to see what the rest of the world was. And I think also to just fill this role of being a good person that his brother always held him to, like mm-hmm. that his brother like thought he was safe from this. He was better than this. He needed to get out. He had not been the one to reveal the guy in the yeah. beginning. He was still savable. Yeah. So he kind of sent him out and then you kind of, have this moment later where he's like well it started to feel normal it started to feel okay it felt like 
what I was supposed to be doing because my family told me that it was. And you kind of have this like unsureness of like, if he actually believes it, if he actually was ever going to be redeemable, if like this, there's like this, I guess it's, as we see in white supremacy, it's a systemic thing. Mm -hmm. So it is ingrained in everything. So you can't help but like notice its impact on you. Yeah. And when you have bad thoughts or like inappropriate, like, you know, you have impact by it and you have to acknowledge it. You have to look it in the eyes and be like, I read a really good post about like, it's the shadow and you have to become friends with the shadow. You need to understand the shadow. You need to talk down the shadow every time that it tries to take over kind of thing. Cause yeah. it's like, it's something that's so ingrained in every part of American society that you cannot escape it. You're not cured. Yeah. Like, you know, it never goes yeah. away entirely, but you have to talk it away from you. Like you right have to work through it. It's an, it's an endless battle. It's not going to be easy. You're well, going yeah, to like fail. What, mental illness, right? Yes. It's not one pill. Now it's over. <laughs> like yeah. You don't have a vaccine for Or it's like when the people say they're cured from being addicted to things. Yeah. <laughs> or you're cured of being gay. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, it, no, you, that's, that's not how that works. How it works. Um, it's just so ingrained in culture and society and who white people are that yeah. you actively have to work through that and like yeah. try to be a better person try to go against all those like just culturally inherent yeah instincts that yeah. come with whatever it is a lot of this film so there's two things i wanted to say so one uh a, a lot of this film reminded me of um get out Mm -hmm. For a lot of reasons. Like, you have this outsider. In this case, it's not someone who's black going into a white family. It's someone who is, you know, lower class coming into this upper class family, mm -hmm. which is, again, they kind of go hand in hand. But and then it's like the the way the we like it to make it comical, we're doing like absurd things. The same thing with like Get Out, where you did absurd things to represent how these white families of wealth are trying to adhere to and retain the status quo mm -hmm. and the power that they have and so this is like they're quite literally like possibly selling their soul to the devil right and the other one is like they're doing science to you know uh, experiment on black bodies mm -hmm. like america um and so like his character um the the husband reminded me a lot of the girlfriend in get out and one of the reasons is, like, at the end of Get Out, she reveals herself to be a part of the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And and that was specific because, like, Jordan Peele wanted that there to kind of show the the there isn't kind a white of myth, savior. yeah, like, of the white savior or the white ally. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't, like, you're performative and that at the end of it, you are just still kind of feeding into the status quo mm -hmm. and contributing to the same powers that are, you know, hurting these people. And his isn't outright that way. Like he doesn't like turn around and now he was evil the whole time. Mm -hmm. But there are lines in there that kind of show that he never really wasn't the enemy. And so um, like one of them is uh, when he's having that conversation with his mom and he's like, well, we don't even know. Like if mm -hmm. Le, uh, LeBear or whatever is it? Ladonis or whatever. No, uh, the, the oh, guy. Like, I know what you're talking about. Le Bomb or something. <laughs> uh, the the whatever thing that they kind of pray to. Uh, nope, I don't is have real. it in here, so it's fine. Uh, LeBail. LeBail, yes. So they're like, we don't even know if LeBail's real, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And she says, please, 
if you didn't believe if you didn't believe in that, then you wouldn't be here at all. Yeah. You wouldn't have gotten married. Because mm-hmm. that was the whole thing. And he says it, he explains it to her in the beginning mm-hmm. when he, he's trying to like save her. Mm-hmm. He's saying, like, uh, you know, like we had to get married and we had to come here. We had to get married in this house. We had to play the game. Mm-hmm. And she says, we could have eloped, whatever. And he says, you can't. That happened to my cousin. That happened yeah. to this distant uncle, like my great uncle, whatever yeah, it is. They, all died. they died, right? So he very much believes in it. Mm-hmm. And so even though he is trying to save her, he really isn't ever because he does believe that if they don't sacrifice her, that they're going to die, mm-hmm. right? And I think a part of what's very interesting <laughs> and, you know, telling in the story is that all the characters kind of don't know if they believe, like, exactly, or, like, the the history is kind of hazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all hearsay. It's all, like, oh, you heard of the other family where this they died in the house fire, but, like, that's what they said it was, mm-hmm. and we don't really know. Um, and there's all this, like, loose understanding and like it's all hypothetical Mm -hmm. but that is enough to be fearful and to commit these atrocious acts that they're clearly not equipped for so like in the dangerous game which is like what it's kind of joking after Mm -hmm. that's someone who was like i want to fight you or because it's a game it's fun right Mm -hmm. this is i have to kill you because if i don't i could lose my wealth Right. Which is the game that the one percent play with the lives of everybody else in this uh, country all the time. (laughs) So it's like uh, whenever, you know, Jeff Bezos makes another friggin' billion dollars, like how many lives are lost or how many lives are put in jeopardy because of doing that? And he doesn't care. There are no good billionaires. right? (laughs) Like You cannot use that money there's no way mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be allowed <laughs> yeah and yeah i totally agree you have like these uh uh people who work for them yeah uh so there's like maids and uh the butler yeah and um you kind of see how in this well like as you were saying before he knew like he couldn't he probably thought they're gonna play checkers whatever yeah didn't play checkers he believes it though and you have like all the other family who's participating in it Mm -hmm. and the first people who die basically are all of their like servants yeah so like and it all happens in ways where it's like someone it's like the one sister who kind of never does anything right yeah she's on like drugs yeah she's like not she doesn't know her impact, I guess, is also, like, a big piece of it, where she kind of just does stuff, mm-hmm. and it hurts people. Like, she murders most of the wait staff. Yeah. Um, and, like, she, when they do that, there's no empathy. There's not, like, oh, my gosh, this person. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, how could you do that? It's, like, well, does that count as the sacrifice? Or it's, no. that was my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And it was basically just, like, the showing how, like, needless, I guess, like, rich people, and, like, how ca- carelessly rich people kind of take people's lives. And, the, like, mm-hmm. they might not even realize the full depth of what they're doing. Yeah. But they also don't care if yeah. they were to. Like, when they do it, it's very much, like, it is a means to the end. Mm-hmm. It is a necessary, like, their whole thing is that they have to get grace. Yeah. But if they get other people, it's just a means to the end. They can get more. Yeah, they need to do that. It's fine. Like, go sit down. Yeah. Daughter who does not do anything right. Like, I need you to just separate yourself, clearly. 
Mm-hmm. But like, there's no consequence. Yeah, just murder without consequence. There's definitely no like discipline of it. There's mm-hmm. no like, even just like when the second maid dies, that one was really brutal. In that, like, she got shot with an arrow mm-hmm. by accident again. Yeah. Um, and basically, it's she's slowly like slowly dying. She's slowly dying, and you hear there's no sympathy. No. Like the ant just the goes joke. and chops her head all the way off. Yeah. To like make the noises stop. And, like, there's no acknowledgement. No one tries to, like, help. Absolutely They not. just throw them where they threw the sacrifices, the goat sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And so, like, another part of that is, like, there's that line when she dies and then they're reporting that she had died. Um, when she first dies, the dad says, oh, she was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then later when they're saying, and she already killed the other one, the, hu- the one of the husbands, F- Fitch, Fitch, says, she was my favorite. And Mm. that reminded me of Knives Out when they kept making Mm. the joke about uh, what ethnicity or what (laughs) what the maid was. They're like, oh, that's his favorite Cuban like maid or Mm. oh, that's his favorite uh, 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 Paraguay (laughs) or like it just picked a random South American country or or, or a Hispanic country. And we're like, oh, she was from there. And that was the joke was like. They don't see her as a person. They just see her as this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, that's so... Because t- Knives Out is very much the, similar in this vein of, like, oh, rich people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, you know, I think another part that was interesting about the the servants, though, was that they also played into it. So mm-hmm. they were also... They are pawns, but they also were contributing to this. So yeah. the one maid is reading to the kids. Uh-huh. And she's keeping the kids occupied. She knows this girl's going to die. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but what's more telling is later... Well, there's the second maid comes in and tells them, I just saw her in that before yeah. she gets killed. Then the third one is hiding in the dumb later. And Grace says, they're not coming after you. So you can come out and just let me hide. And that she wouldn't have been in trouble. Nothing could have happened to her if she had let Grace go in there. She comes out. It's fine. Yeah, the cameras are off. Yeah, and so, but she instead decides to yell and say that she was there. Mm-hmm. And so she, even though they're just servants, and even like the the butler guy, mm-hmm. to oh, the, he's the going extents, ham about it. He was yeah. like really trying to get her. Yeah, and that to me, those were essentially like the middle class. Like when you're thinking about like the classes, like we talked about with Snowpiercer in the middle of the train, was that they are contributing. Like they do not mm-hmm. really benefit from this. They are also victims, clearly, but they don't see it that way. They have uh, the illusion that they're one of the family as well. And so it's not until they're dead, so they can't hear that they're just like, oh, I don't remember which one that one was, or let's just dump them into the pit with the other sacrifices Mm because they mean nothing to us. It's like in Parasite when the guy is like, Mr. Park, Mr. Park, I worship you. Mm -hmm. I greet you every day and I lived in your basement and I, I was thankful to you for putting food on my table. And he never knew that man existed and he thought he smelled and he was disgusting like that is literally the yeah. same thing <laughs> like, i'm talking about like the line too uh what you hear in a parasite where he's like there's he's always skirting the line yeah and it's like because they're not they don't the rich people do not think that they're family they do not think no. that they're a part of who they are they yeah. are dis- expendable casualties of Everything that they put out. And uh, there was another line that the one who was hiding in the dumbwaiter says where I thought of it kind of signaling how rich men will 
abuse their power position and financial like status to mm-hmm. basically take advantage of women because she said i'm not like actually a maid the uh oh, he just he likes, likes that i danced. dance for him mm-hmm. and like basically shows that like he's just like literally abused like st- like yeah. using her doesn't care if she dies yeah rich white men <sighs> yeah she's just, <laughs> just another commodity right mm-hmm. like she's something he bought mm-hmm. um and again like i'm not a maid i just dance like to see that as two like you're not seeing that you're still serving a purpose like mm-hmm. you're still a servant it's yeah. just like your role is a little different yeah i there's a lot that's going on here that i think is great there's some funny lines like when <laughs> she's like, I can't like, why didn't you tell me that they're going to kill me? And then he's like, you wanted to get married. Uh, yeah. It was just silly, you know, um, but also like, OK, but you could have told. And yeah. then also it's like, who would believe that? But I would just be like, oh, I guess you just don't want to marry me. So you came up with this crazy idea. But, you know, I think there's also like as someone who has uh dated someone who's in a different wealth circle, I like like and they weren't that crazy rich right Mm -hmm. but uh his family was definitely rich and it was like i remember feeling like an outsider and being and like their house was too big Mm -hmm. like it was just unnecessarily large and i just remember being like this is like a mansion and it wasn't but it was huge and it was just like what is this and there's like this there is like even now when i like i'll see a post or something from one of those family members and it's like this whole different world Mm -hmm. that i like remember being like i was in that and i always was on the outskirts i always felt like a secondary and that's why i think it's interesting like that with a few of these characters who didn't marry in right Mm -hmm. we have uh adam's uh wife who uh also came from something bad. Mm-hmm. We don't get exactly what it was, but she says, like, you know where I came from. Mm-hmm. And because he says, remember when I told you, you didn't even flinch, right? Because, and she was willing and showed herself every time to essentially sell herself and sell her, like, her good, soul, her yeah. soul to be a part of this, to be wealthy and to be in this family no matter what it took. Mm-hmm. And, like, even the the wife, the mom, mm-hmm. She has, like, a slight twang that no one else has. So mm-hmm. she was from, obviously from somewhere else. She's the one who married in. And she says she liked Grace. And she mm-hmm. did. And she has that heartfelt conversation where she's like, you can be a part of the family. I th- and then, but at the end, she says, I thought you were going to be the new me. Yeah. Right? Because, and, and that was, like, what she was saying. Like, I came from nothing. I sold it all. And I married into this family. And I thought you were going to be obedient and do it, too. Mm-hmm instead you do that um there's the other line that i think um we can really talk about uh which is when the father says like who are you who do you think Mm -hmm. you are my family has weathered worse than you yeah right and it was this this like power statement of like what is this aunt doing on like in my castle like coming to ruin my picnic like how Mm -hmm. dare you what are you who are you you're just another sacrifice yeah and like you're a goat (laughs) exactly that's what he said yeah yeah and i mean i think there's just like this feeling of it's it's like this weird royalty thing where it's just like you're just a pot like a little thing in the the, you know what they're saying that's the way the things spin Mm-hmm. cog yeah cog in the machine machine yes the wheel it just keeps going mm-hmm. you're just another little piece in it like you're not 
anything like you're not a thing like a person mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's like i guess like the way that people build their wealth mm-hmm. is usually off like the suffering and pain and deaths of other people if they're gonna have like tons and tons of wealth like specifically amazon yeah Bezos are favorite favorite to hate yeah individual um there's many more any which also his new commercial is just like it's a chocolate factory when you i was like absolutely not brainwashing it makes me so mad um but yeah just like just not acting as if their lives matter like any they're not human it's just a means to get more and more money and honestly once you have a certain amount of money it's like it's not that hard to maintain at that point. Just yeah, you sit. don't even need it. Just sit and give it away. Like, why Why do you need it? You yeah. don't, is the answer. Once you hit a certain, like, threshold, even if you have a family or whatever, like, you don't need that money. Yeah. You could give it away, and you, you would not even notice if a lot of it was gone. And it's like when you have that level of excessiveness and just, like, ignorance of how you impact others and just, like, it's really interesting how little the family kind of cares about anyone else who is not them. And just like any means to keep that wealth, even if it's like not something that is under attack. Yeah. Especially like when you have that much wealth at some point, it's like actually more work to try to figure out what to do with it than it is to like use it. Like you're like, what do I do? Buy three more houses for what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's also like, Oh no, they're going to tax it. Let them. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Uh, but like, I think another part of it is, like, the history of how they got this wealth, right? Is that Mm -hmm. they accompanied a man on a boat, well, not they, their ancestor, Mm -hmm. and solved the puzzle and were given this, right? And so it's that idea, that notion, and it's kind of like a royal notion, too, that it's, like, kind of like God sends. Like, you were chosen or that you earned it, and so now you're, you're in line, whoever's in your family, your blood are equally deserving of whatever wealth and things you have surely by being associated with you, mm-hmm. just being blood, right? And it's like, uh, I think I saw a line that was um, from the the team that were joking and they were like, this is essentially the Trump family. Because mm-hmm. it is, and, and it's to anyone who's, um, you know, like, it's, it's like I saw a post about like Lana Dunham and they were like, at 20, just 23, she wrote girls and had it on the thing. And they were like, yeah, but her parents are wealthy and are already established in the industry. That's why she was able to do that. Like, we mm-hmm. keep forgetting, like, we're like, oh, Kylie has this much money, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, how much does everybody else in this family have? And the only reason it, she got anywhere is because of her association with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, we're totally like blindly it's like how much money did jeff bezos get to start this up or thinking like uh when we say things like you know bill gates like left school so he could do this but it's like he had the luxury to be able to do that right like we're like that isn't an actual heroic feat at all and and, in fact it was just like handed to them and so i think that's like kind of interesting when we have this family and it's very representative of wealth in this country of like people who believe that it is owed them that they are deserving of it and that they like it should be theirs Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like who are you to say that it's not mine like how it's mine you can't take mine but they didn't do anything (laughs) like they didn't do anything to get they didn't solve that riddle yeah and some of them just married into it they they're completely aloof and they're just kind of like going through the rules and um 
there's like a another line where they're deciding whether or not they're going to use the security cameras because mm-hmm. things are getting out of hand. Grace is doing a really good job. Just go. Okay. Uh, where Grace is doing a really good job of evading them. And so they're like, well, I'm sure that great-great-grandfather would use security cameras if he had them. It's mm-hmm. like, just because he didn't have them. And they're like, uh, and then she's like, well, if we're throwing that away, can I have a real gun? I have a gun in my purse. And so this old ancient thing. And they're you like, know. no, you can't use that. We have to use the tools that we're given. It's like, tradition, like, you pick and choose. Pick and choose yeah. <laughs> which tradition you want. And that's exactly, like, one, it's like... Uh, christianity or Uh catholicism like we pick and choose which which things rules we're gonna do like it's like are you gonna be the person who's not allowed to wear jewelry and women have to wear skirts that are specific length and you can't wear pants or you're gonna be sacrificed right or are we just picking the parts that we want (laughs) to say are how god wants you to be right yeah and and the same thing goes for like uh even just like our like constitution or like any other thing. Like when we're looking back, it's like, you know, uh, people like us are looking back and being like, well, the founding fathers had slavery in mind when they made a lot of things. When we had the Civil War uh, and, and the reason why we have the Electoral College is because the South, uh, all the slaves would have had to count. And so they didn't want them to count. They didn't want them to have that much. So one, they made them three-fifths, and they made the Electoral College to control that vote. Mm -hmm. So we can look at that and be like, that's why that exists. We shouldn't have this thing anymore because time is different. The same thing with, like, when we think about Second Amendment rights, it's not just a blanket statement because before it was muskets that you had to, like, pump. It was talking about AR-15s or whatever, going in and shooting your people. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) we, uh, it's funny that, like, the things that we pick and choose seem to favor a very specific type person and a very specific class of people versus the people who are like actually all these things were put into place to oppress us and we can look and acknowledge that technology in the world has grown and we can advance and change it and people being like tradition mm-hmm. you, you also see it like how everyone always kind of like sees these issues i guess as like something that's going like when the older generation dies the new generation will fix all the problems. And then you also, like, see, like, how these kids, like, how we mentioned at the beginning, where the son, who's, like, so into it, like, mm-hmm. even before he goes to bed, he's like, yeah, I'm so excited, kill, yeah. kill, kill. Um, and then you kind of have this, like, moment where, you know, Adam Brody character gets to see the exact moment that he did the same exact thing and feel really guilty about it again. Yeah. Um, but basically that, like, they're teaching their kids yeah. how to also kind of feel that these people are human that that anyone who's not in their family does not matter um that murder's fine as long as your family's doing it together yeah and that like all (laughs) these traditions and like really problematic and not okay things are a part of what it is to be in this family so it should be celebrated something that your parent can be proud of you for yeah whereas like i kind of attribute that to like how we are is this like oh yeah the older generation they're the ones who are, you know, racist grandmas. Everyone has one of those. Yeah. Or it's like, you still are, like, even if you're growing up in these neighborhoods or areas or whatever, it's like, once you get to adulthood, if you stayed in the same place your whole life or you stayed in the same, like, realm your whole life, so if you're a rich person, you only associate with rich people, you're only hanging out with your family, and, like, you're only staying in your neighborhood, you don't really expand your horizons, you don't yeah. learn new things, then, like... 
you're going to be just as bad as the older generation. Yeah. Just you're just repeating. Yeah, history. brainwashed. Um, and essentially, like, you have a choice when you get to adulthood to try to leave and learn and do better. But not everyone does that. And mm -hmm. more often than not, people don't do that. Like, yeah. it's more common for you to stay in your hometown than to get out of your hometown. Like, yeah. That's why there's movies glorifying the ones who get out. Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? And it's like, then they come back and you're like, ugh. Yeah, like, what is this? Gotta be back here where everything sucks. Yeah. Um, so, it's I just backwards think, town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of get this whole idea where it's just like, it all starts with your family. It, like, it starts with how you grow up. And... It's not just going to end unless we're actively working to fix these things. And in this instance, you know, it's rich people who literally worship the devil. Yeah. Sacrificing humans um, to appease and keep their wealth in this game. But if you think yeah. about it in, like, basically, like, in white supremacy or if, like, racist families who indoctrinate their kids into being racist and, like, yeah. having those ideals. Or, like, families that are hyper, like religious and like are homophobic or there needs to be a different word that someone makes hateful you said but yeah. like you know hateful can apply to so many different things yeah um but yeah to be hateful yeah. uh and that, that like that just doesn't go away until you separate yourself from those environments and it's just like i think it really shows how it starts at home like we need to really be actively fighting against these things and if you're in a very wealthy family yeah expand like leave yeah. do what alex did but for real yeah well and i'll say the i think my favorite thing about this film is samara weaving in it i think she's such a great final girl um one her name is grace so she doesn't have the cliche like <laughs> Uh, unisex name uh, she's blonde and he even says like she's a blonde twig like how is she fighting us right and she really is just like an average person and there's nothing remarkable about her um, she's just very human and honest mm -hmm. I think there's really great like symbolism of, of things that are going on like with her uh, the dress progressively getting worse throughout the night like she has to rip it because she keeps stepping on it she rips it right at the beginning when she's hiding in the dumbwaiter uh putting on her converse uh instead of like her heels right um and like the rip in the shoulder she takes it off to uh uh help her hands and then like the cuts across her back like it's just like that whole progression of like you know this this idea, this notion of like the marriage is is decomposing and breaking down within like a day, right? Uh, and I think her her performance was just so great. I think the end when she's like, because I think about like when you have certain final girls, they can seem really unrealistic because they seem like they were always ready for that. So like when you have like something like you're next, right? Like she was a doomsday prepper. Yeah. And so she like puts the nails in the bed and she home alones the house, right? And she does that whole thing. And and that seems very like fictional. Like it is, it's fun, right? But Samara really felt like real. Like she was yeah, just adapting. Person. Yeah. She, she had to deal with the situation. Yeah. Like she never really feels like she's 100% gonna win or 100% gonna lose. Like She never just, stops fighting. Yeah. But like definitely very real like it just things are happening and she's she just rolling she did a really great job with acting like ups like scared like her scream her guttural scream yeah at the end is like 
unbelievable. Yeah. Like, she does such an amazing job. It's, like, it's scary. It's Because so, it's, like, it's very feral, mm-hmm. right? It's, like, you are absolutely stripped of all sense. Like, she has been... Like, it, it feels very honest in that. Like, if you had been pursued this whole night, you went from the beginning of the night where you thought you were getting married, you're going to hook up with your husband, you're, you have a new family now, and also wealth, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't even really care about that, right? Yeah. And, and you know, she was, like, this happy-go-looking person to be pursued endlessly. Like, she never gets any of the humor. All that happens off screen, all she knows is that they're going to kill her just because. Because mm-hmm. of this stupid belief, right? And that her husband isn't there to help. No one is there to help. She's all alone. So by the time she's at the end, she, yeah, it is, like, when she's like, rips herself away, it is, like, a feral, just, like... At the wit's ends, insanity scream. It's like high pitched and just like it's almost like, like echo, a high like shaky. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like this yeah. like thing. And like she's just like totally out of it and she's like torn up and all that stuff. And she's very representative of like this journey. And I think what's even funnier is at the end, spoilers when like things pop off. I, I won't say exactly what happens, mm-hmm. but her reaction to it is so funny because she's just like, um, and <laughs> Mike brought this up. He's like, she was like hunchbacked, like yeah. that lazy, like uh, uh, skinny person kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> slouch, and was just like, huh, huh, okay, um, all right, I'm just gonna. Um, there's another part that I thought was interesting, and and what I want to bring up in the end is, um, so I saw this tweet. And it was like this great tweet train that I, I shared with you that said, what is something that people do that is seen as classy when you're rich, mm, yep, but scummy when you're poor, right? And so their responses were something like not raising your kids, accepting f- funds from the government, evading taxes, uh, not going to school, like all these things mm-hmm. <laughs> where if you, you have wealth it's seen as cool or it's seen as fine. Mm-hmm. And then versus like, if you're, if you're poor, it's seen as scummy. So there's one representation of this that I caught in the second, it was the one thing I caught the second time I watched. Yeah. Cause it was pretty much the same. Cause it's all very much on, in your face. And again, I could be reading into this, but there's a scene where she's up in the, in, in the room getting ready for the wedding and she's smoking. Mm-hmm. She takes out her cigarettes. She's smoking in the window and he comes in and he's like, are you smoking? Yeah. And he, he kind of like, it's kind of a scolding yeah. of like, Ugh. It's gross. Yeah. She has her, she's like, oh, you know, and puts it away. But then literally she goes down and takes all those pictures. She gets married. Yeah. And then she's up there talking to the mom mm-hmm. and the mom pulls out her gold cigarette, cigarette case. case, opens it up and has her cigarettes. Right. And then at the end, she gets that case. She has a case. She pulls it out. She's smoking her cigarette. And I was just like, cause that's what it is. It's like, it's seen as classy with her case. Right. Mm-hmm. For this like older woman to have her cigarettes, but it was scummy and gross for her to be smoking in her room. Right. And I was just like, that was one of the things I was like, oh, this is like such uh-huh. a thing. Um, there, and There's so much in this film that is just like really fun. <laughs> like when she talks to the, the OnStar guy, uh-huh. like Jason or whatever. Um, I thought that was fun. And like, that's also like representative of like <laughs> the like, it, like even help isn't on your side. So that's uh-huh. kind of felt like a get out moment where it was like, you think you can call for help, but they're going to be on their side. Uh-huh. Um, I was I'm super concerned about what happens after the film, like because she definitely seems like she murdered an entire family for their wealth because she's yeah. the only one left who can inherit it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, mm. and like, what does she do with this money? Is she going to like. Did she learn? Did she do anything? Yeah. No, yeah, I don't know. But, so, I mean, there's people who do like it. There's people who think it could have been saying more. Um, I agree with you. Like, it's definitely, 
how the original pur- purges were, where it's just like, it's definitely made for entertainment, not mm-hmm. necessarily to have some like big in your face meaning. It's, a, it's yeah. It said a lot of stuff, but it wasn't like, I think if it was maybe taken slightly different, yeah. it could have been more intentional towards like really trying to say something. But I mean, it really did have its moments where it was really showing kind of how rich people just don't care. Yeah. About anyone other than their wealth and themselves. Yeah. And even like within the family, just like. Yeah. If you're going to mess it up, then you're not. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think something else that you brought up when we were talking about it was the lack of any people of color. Mm-hmm. I think maybe one of the maids was like a little tan. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there isn't any. And I, and my thing was like, I, I'm happy there wasn't because one, it probably would have had to be Grace's character. And then we'd end up with like a get out situation mm-hmm. and they were definitely not trying to make anything about race. And so they would have done a bad job, right? Yeah. Cause we don't need a bunch of white people chasing a black person in the house. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't need that. But it was also interesting cause uh, I think the, the lack of people of color mm-hmm. in the family is very interesting too, because it's like, would would we have a similar scenario in those the the people who married in if like would a uh, someone who's black or Hispanic or indigenous or Asian or whatever like uh be like marry into this family and still do those things right like and I think that's what's interesting mm-hmm. uh and like the sheer lack of that could be because they wouldn't believe that that person would play into it. But also because I think a, a part of that is the racism of the family, mm-hmm. that they don't even see that person as like, as, as another person as being uh, as something they want and desire, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can definitely see, like, either one of these brothers with their Tinder profiles being like, it's a preference, right? <laughs> like, that kind of – no. Uh, yes. It's not a preference. That's not what that is. Yes. Um, <laughs> you can't exclude it entire like, what? Uh, it's not it works. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the the lack of them says a lot. Without like, I don't know if it's intentional, right? Because I don't know if the reason they didn't put anyone of color in here is to kind of avoid the things like we were saying with like Lillian Mirpour, uh, or um, in Assassination Nation of having a black character and not doing anything properly with them. So like maybe they felt like they weren't equipped. But I think in and of itself that says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it says they weren't equipped because. Uh, we live in a time where if you were going to put that character in there, it would have had to be about race. There would have had to be race issues in it and race jokes or race like commentary. Like that would have, like if you didn't, it would have been blind. Right. And and mm-hmm. that's a problem. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's kind of interesting that there's, there isn't anyone in the family who's of color. Yeah. Um, which was like interesting. Yeah. No, I definitely had like similar, like, huh. I, why? But all. Like yeah, it's yeah, like one like of those like, like kind of like, like were they just really just trying to? So it just seemed like they were really just trying to be entertaining and not try mm-hmm. to say anything too much. Yeah, it's like nothing that like anyone isn't aware of. Like I, poor people generally know rich people don't care about them. Yeah, like even the middle class like kind of gets them, but they mm-hmm. don't. They're not willing to make the sacrifices necessary to like enact change. That's that's yeah. the whole thing. Where it's yeah, I think it was just trying to be like not an offensive movie. Yeah, trying to be a very inoffensive movie. I went in there with my glasses like ready to go. Like what's problematic? Let's find it. Yeah. Um, and there was not really much. Yeah. Uh, it was it was it wasn't saying enough to critique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was trying to do as you said, like how uh the purge 
the original ones. It was just like, it had the opportunity maybe to say more if it was in different hands, if it was different script, but they just wanted it to be entertaining. Yeah. And that's um, fine. And that's okay sometimes. You know? Yeah. And it was a good movie. It was really fun. And, yeah. you know, it maybe was a missed opportunity to do something a little bit more, but someone else can still do that. The dangerous game yeah. thing has happened so many times. Yeah. Like you can reuse it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, well, we're, I mean, next week we're going to talk about The Hunt. Yeah. And that's a different take on that same thing, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think, like, when you – it's like if you have this spectrum, right? It's, on one end we have the first three Purge films, this one, maybe, like, Knives Out. Although I think Knives Out is a little more in the middle here mm -hmm. or a little closer because it, it very much is about, like, the whole thing is that. And I, maybe a little more – no, it's, it's, it's with election year. Cause, yeah. cause it was saying stuff mm -hmm. definitely. Um, but it was still kind of like, it wasn't like in your face. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end over here is like parasite, get out. Um, and the fourth, the first purge. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like, you know, it, it's fine. Like when it comes to social horror, you can really pick a side, right? Like yeah. you could be, it follows right. Where you're yeah. like, I could mean anything really. Right? Mm -hmm. um, or you could be like Rosemary's baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Right. And so I think, you know, for that, it's like totally fine. I think uh, it was a story that the majority of people can get behind because mm -hmm. the majority of people are not the 1% and the majority of people understand that rich people suck. And so yeah. it's really fun to see them be ridiculous. The same way it's kind of fun to watch Get Out and be like, white people be crazy though. Mm -hmm. And not even just white people. There's a reason why there's an Asian man in there mm -hmm. saying the same racist things, right? Because you want to hit the person who's below you so you look like you're higher, right? Yep. And so I think like it's fun to to poke fun at them because they're over there they're different um but i think like it, it's all what you kind of take out of it yeah yeah it was fun yeah well that was that yeah don't get married <laughs> they'll kill you yeah yeah don't get married you don't even get kids they kill you in the hide and seek or maybe play dominoes but do you really want to be in that family no yeah it's all thing it's like do you want to sell your soul for Money. convenience no yeah, yeah. you shouldn't he clearly didn't do love that. you. He just wanted someone to care about him, and you didn't have anybody else, and that's what he's used to. He's used to having all the attention, being he, the yeah. one. And it's like he wanted to be better while not wanting to be better. Yeah, that's he like didn't all. ever want to be better. Yeah. He wanted to be perceived as better. Performative. Yes. <laughs> oh, look at that. Well, uh, that was that episode, so yeah, don't get married, because uh, yeah, you know, it happens. Bad. <laughs>